0: Welcome to the 51st Annual Subliminal Deception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory. Bullshit, my name is Cody and I'm joined by my pal Phil. How are you?
1: Doing great, buddy. How about yourself?
0: Uh, not doing too bad. I'm a little under the weather today, but uh, I don't think it's the coronavirus. I think it's just <laughs> a, a cold or something maybe because I, the only thing I have is like I feel kind of tired and just kind of... A runny nose and sneezing, you know what I mean? Could be allergies for all I know, but... uh,
1: Well, from what my sister told me, if you have a runny nose and you're sneezing, you're probably fine. If it's like a really dry cough and you have a sore throat, then you might have the problem.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, well, you have to have a fever too, right?
1: Yeah, I'm not exactly sure about that. But I know that from what she learned at her care facility, that's basically like the big signs that you might have it is... If you have a runny nose, you're probably fine. You probably have something else. Mm, Okay. I don't mean to, I don't know if it's, I, I'm hearing this secondhand, (laughs) so I don't want to spread a bunch of disinformation. I'm not CNN or MSNBC,
0: so. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Well, uh, I mean, like our work notice or whatever, I, there's a lot of like fever talk on there, so. Okay. I, I don't, I don't know. Somebody will probably let us know, but, uh. So you were venturing out of state. Why don't you tell tell the people about uh, your adventure to Iowa?
1: All right. Well, you know, uh, well, this is going to come out this Friday. We're recording this on Monday afternoon. Um, March, what was it, 12? Thursday. We decided, um, well, we decided a month before that. But on that day, we took a plane, me and my family, to go visit family back in Iowa. It was weird because it was like that episode of like the Twilight Zone where they hop on a plane and everything in the world is one way. And then when they hop off, everything is like completely different because we hopped on the plane and the world was mostly sane. And this whole coronavirus thing was just something that was just going to blow over. When we hopped off that plane in Iowa, like the world was completely fucking different. It was insane. Oh yeah. And we were worried. We were worried that we weren't going to be able to get back because they might like cancel domestic flights. (laughs) So
0: they haven't went that far yet. But, uh, yeah I can I kind of had the same notion, and it just seems like over the past two days just like stuff has escalated really fast, I know uh Canada, I think has basically shut down everything. I think that's what uh Mr. Trudeau is talking about today.
1: yeah, my mom is friends with a bunch of snowbirds uh down in Santan Valley, Queen Creek area, and a lot of them hauled ass back to Canada. Just because they were worried about getting shut out,
0: yeah I think I think from what I read, they were still allowing uh the United States to Canada those borders were open, but uh everywhere else is closed
1: yeah it's pretty uh it's a pretty fucking weird time um well, I mean it is a little bit odd because if you're uh, if you're a pretty big introvert like myself, it's actually a pretty decent time for you out there I actually I had the day off today just to recover from, you know, the long trip and being around a bunch of people. I went out to the pool today and normally on a day like today, very nice outside, there would be a ton of screaming children just running around, you know, probably pissing all over in the pool. Today, I went out, got some sun, went to the hot tub. Absolutely zero people at the pool. Didn't hear a single fucking kid. I didn't even have to put my headphones in and my music on. I could just sit there and listen to the fucking hot tub roaring. It was great. The pool hardly even smelled like urine at all.
0: <laughs> I dude, I'm totally there with you. It's like everything is more barren. Like you don't see people hardly anywhere except I did go to Target and it's like a fucking zoo in there, but uh everywhere else like not as many cars everywhere, not as many people walking around, just it's really yeah. really quite a sight to see.
1: I know that you're not supposed to do it, but I actually kind of felt like just going to Safeway just for a nice walk. You know, no one there, empty shelves, <laughs> like <laughs> probably just buying like cookies and pasta and shit. But okay. I think the, oh, the weird thing is, so when I got back, I went uh grocery shopping. I had to buy a few things because of like some of the vegetables in my fridge obviously had gone bad in the time that I was gone. Fucking, well, obviously, you know, toilet paper, bread, eggs, milk, meat, all that stuff was gone. Vegetable aisle, still completely stocked. No one had grabbed shit. (laughs) Like, you fucking idiots are trying to stay healthy, but you're not putting a goddamn vegetable or fruit in your body.
0: Well, I mean, to be fair, every time I buy goddamn vegetables, within like three days, they're rotten.
1: That's true. They're very hard to hoard, I imagine.
0: Well, I think... The secret is you, you you blanch them and then you freeze them. Uh, then you can keep them for a really long time. But obviously, like, it's about a third of the flavor of a normal fresh vegetable when you do that.
1: What's up? Uh, I'm not a great cook. What's blanching?
0: So basically, you boil it, right, um, until it's about almost cooked. And then you quickly dip it in ice water to stop the cooking. And then you just put it in your freezer. So it's oh, like it's like nice. partially cooked and then when you need it you just pull it out of your freezer and then just throw it in whatever and cook it. Um when you do that they last a lot longer. Like frozen vegetables you buy uh that's essentially what they are. It's just blanched vegetables.
1: Oh, gotcha. So just huh, c- I did not know that.
0: Yeah, so there you go. Uh, There's your free survival tip from Subliminal Deception Podcast here.
1: (laughs) Blanch your vegetables, folks. There you go. Oh, the weird thing, too. So all of the fresh bread was completely gone out of all of the the bread aisles. But I went to the freezer aisle, and they they sell frozen bread there. All of the frozen bread was still there, which is what's going to last you the longest. So I think people are just scare buying.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I... I don't know I, I I probably should have went grocery shopping but I didn't because quite frankly it's like here at least like Target if you were to like try to check out you'd probably be waiting in line like fucking 45 minutes like I, I'm not yeah. I don't really feel like doing that.
1: Yeah that's why you need to go to your local grocer It's the aisles are free <laughs> <laughs> just just walking around. Everyone stays, uh, like, six feet away from you. It's pretty awesome. No one, like, when you go to the cash-out aisle, like, the tellers, like, avoid speaking to you or looking at you. Oh, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, if they're closing down most of the businesses, all the people who work in, like, retail stores, uh, they're not going to let them do shit. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, those poor yeah. bastards are going to be basically exposed to everything.
1: Yeah, it is funny, too, that like all these like stores and like the big box stores and everything like that, everyone is like cutting their hours down to try to stop the spread of this. But it's like, why are you like cutting the window down to where people can go to these stores? You would think they would make them all 24 hours and try to tell people go there at weird times. So you see less people there. Like that doesn't really make sense to me. But I think that the stores are trying to cut that down so that they have more time to restock their empty shelves. more than to stop the spread of the virus they're just claiming that they're trying to fight this
0: (laughs) well i wish uh like you or i worked a nice white collar job where we could just work from home but uh yeah unfortunately that's not the case
1: yeah it is funny uh the company that i work for was trying to tell everybody like oh if you can Try to work from home. I haven't been there in a week, so I imagine now it's like mandatory for those upper sta- upstairs people to work at home. But yeah, it's funny because it's like, well, what what are we supposed to do? Like take these parts home and put them together, and then like bring them in. <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> I don't know. I I know it'll affect a lot of people. I'm kind of. <laughs> it'd be my fantasy that my job closes down for two weeks, but uh I know it's hard because that'll affect a lot of people.
1: Yeah, I know, I know I'm not gonna get that phone call, unless it gets bad, bad, bad. Like, I'm not getting that phone call.
0: I think, I think for, like, our job, it would literally have to be the state, uh, government, uh, you know, deciding to force close downs or whatever. Yeah, definitely. I saw, De- I saw Denver, I think, today, they, all the restaurants and stuff are closed down except for takeout, so... Yeah. I- I mean, I, yeah, I, but I honestly, like I was telling you off or before we started recording the restaurant I went to, there's one couple of two people in there and that was it. Nobody wants to go out and eat.
1: Oh yeah. Well, there's this one restaurant near where I live. It's called Culinary Dropout. We have some family visiting from, um, from actually Northwest Iowa. They're actually coming down to see a different family member of theirs, but they're going to stop by and see us. I'm thinking about actually having like our family meet them. At, like, one of the most packed restaurants, like, you need a reservation just to get, you know, a whiff of in there. I'm thinking about having them eat there, because I'd be fucking empty. <laughs> Might actually get a seat.
0: Yeah, maybe, unless they do the weird uh, takeout-only thing.
1: Yeah, that'd be pretty shitty, one like that. Because their food's not, like, the greatest, it's just kind of, like, the area it's in, but yeah, whatever. I,
0: that's my experience with really expensive, expensive restaurants. Sometimes it's not as good as the price demands, but that's Definitely. just my experience. But anyway, uh, you know, we're we're running a little late here, so Phil, why don't you take the reins and lead us into this week's conspiracy?
1: All right. This uh this week's conspiracy is actually brought to us by one of our fans uh from Instagram and uh you know who you are out there, so thank you very much. <laughs> now, have you ever heard of the Battle of Los Angeles?
0: Ah, in fact, I have, and I know there's a really bad movie that was made about it that I have never watched. Have you?
1: Yeah, I actually have seen it, and it's not great, but it does have some pretty good action scenes in it. But yes, you're correct. It's not the greatest movie. So after the attack on Pearl Harbor, Americans, especially those living on the Atlantic and Pacific coasts, were very much on high alert waiting for what felt like, at the time, the inevitable attack by the Axis forces. This fear was backed up by Secretary of State Henry Stimson, who warned Americans that they should be prepared to withstand occasional attacks from the enemy and the surfacing of Japanese subs. Mm. Now, one of these Japanese subs actually attacked an oil refinery off the coast of Santa Barbara on February 23rd, 1942, and this made more future attacks on america's west coast feel extremely imminent.
0: That's interesting. I didn't know that they actually had a, su- a successful attack uh anywhere on the coast.
1: Yeah, I mean everyone hears about the uh the crashing of the zeros in the uh Alaskan islands uh up there in the in the Arctic Ocean. I forgot what those islands are called, but
0: I have no idea.
1: Yeah it's uh it's one of the big uh they basically kind of got lost and they crashed up there, but it was it kind of like was in the news felt like a big deal because the Japanese had made it Aleutian islands they made it all the way to the Aleutian islands
0: wow, okay, yeah you know what but it, you
1: never you never really did hear about this uh it's a fucking direct attack on an American city in the lower forty eight
0: you know what I was actually just thinking when you were talking about this, so I covered that one American uh, soldier who was a serial killer in Australia. Um, yes. and you know, you don't really hear about all the, the attacks that they under, you know, that they had, uh, from the Japanese, they got attacked quite a couple times. I think
1: the Japanese,
0: no, the Japanese attacked Australia.
1: Oh yeah. Well, they were definitely knocking on the door. Um, in, I think they were invading all of those, uh, those little islands above australia and uh new zealand was definitely in danger of being taken over. Mm. They wanted that whole area to be their little defense bubble.
0: Yeah. Well, they uh I th- I can't remember. I think it was like three bombings or something like that. It was uh it's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, definitely. There's actually a great episode of Sliders where it's an <laughs> alternate timeline <laughs> where my little sci-fi corner here where they, uh, the Japanese actually successfully invaded Australia. And uh, it's, it's, it's a, like a whole episode is basically where Japanese um, and the Allies came to like – instead of the Allies winning, they came to a stalemate. So it was how that alternate timeline would look. So it was a pretty interesting episode.
0: Mm, interesting.
1: Yeah. So at the time, American coastal radar was in its infancy – And mixed with the added anxiety of being on the potential front line of future invasions, many false radar sightings were made that put the American military on high alert. It would later be discovered that the false signatures were coming from things that were simple, like flock of birds, fishing boats, or even whales.
0: Whales?
1: Yeah, apparently whales could be mistaken as submarines, which kind of actually makes sense, if you think about it.
0: It'd have to be, uh yeah, I suppose. I was like, it'd have, have to be a, kind of a bigger whale, but uh, I guess they're all pretty big.
1: I think at the time, Japanese subs were pretty small.
0: Oh, really? So, okay. these were
1: like early World War II Japanese submarines, so.
0: I wonder what type of whales are off the uh, the west coast.
1: Off the west coast? Well, it's usually more n- like northern Pacific West, like the Pacific Northwest, where you hear about whales, or like Northern California. But I suppose you would have them coming down, uh, like the lower coast. And at the time, World War Two, the Japanese were um, all over the place, so the fishing industry of all of the powers in the Pacific really took a hit. So there was a shit ton of fish in the water. <laughs>
0: I wonder if we'll ever get back to that point. I feel like the uh, overfishing's never going to stop.
1: Maybe when all the humans are gone,
0: but <laughs> <laughs> that's probably
1: it. So on February 24th, 1942, the day after the submarine attack on the Santa Barbara oil refinery, naval intelligence instructed coastal defense units along the California coast to prepare themselves for imminent Japanese attack, which put all the radar operators and defenders on high alert looking to the skies for enemies that they were promised. Looking to the skies and the seas for the enemies that they were promised. And at about 2.25 a.m. Pacific time, they had found what they were looking for, as radar operators picked up on what they thought to be an enemy contact, 120 miles west of Los Angeles, off the coast of Southern California.
0: So they can so they can see pretty far out then.
1: Yeah, with uh with their radar, um I think what it is is they have a bunch of radar stations um kind of close together and I'm pretty sure this was before the time when they were able to put radar inside of the nose of planes. So I think it was just the land-based um mm. coastal radar.
0: I mean 120 miles, you I can see now why they could easily mistake a goddamn whale coming out of the water.
1: Yeah, you would think that the radar, like coming back, would barely be able to show anything. The signal wouldn't be that strong, but I guess it could. Yeah. So the city of Los Angeles was ordered into a complete blackout as the alarm siren sounded, and volunteer guardsmen manned machine guns and anti aircraft guns while others, utilizing very powerful searchlights, panned the skies over the coastline searching for the dreaded enemy invaders. And this is all according to a YouTube video titled "Hugh L. Hauser's California's Gold: The Great Los Angeles Air Raid of 1942." <laughs> so these searchlights that uh they used in this video, they actually show it. It's pretty impressive for 1942. They were 1942 General Electric searchlights, 800 million candle strings, and you could uh use them to supposedly read a newspaper from 5 miles away. Jeez. And the beam could reach 35 to 40 miles away during ideal conditions.
0: Sounds like a fucking cancer beam
1: yeah, exactly uh super powerful searchlights I've
0: never i've I've never heard him like measured lights based on how they're equivalent in number of candles.
1: yeah, that is actually the first time I've <laughs> heard candle strength but that's what the guy I, I'm thinking at the time they used to measure it in that kind of like it in my mind when i heard him say it it was like saying like something has 500 horsepower yeah you know yeah i kind of like an old saying
0: but god damn eight mi- what'd you say eight million candles
1: 800 million candle strength
0: who the hell has put eight mil 800 million candles together to <laughs> see how bright it was
1: Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. I think it's just how they measured it.
0: (laughs) Did they, like, light every candle in the Vatican or something? Jesus.
1: Yeah, you'd think the whole fucker would burn down. (laughs) (laughs) So just after three o'clock in the morning, a report of an unidentified object in the sky caused the air raid siren to be blown once again. And the anti-aircraft and machine gun posts in Santa Monica began a barrage against what the spotlights were trying to zero in on and this caused other surrounding defense posts to take aim and follow suit peppering the night sky with machine gun fire and acac fire which i assume is flak like a flak gun fire
0: yeah 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 i'm i'm i feel like i've heard that term before
1: yeah i it's a i've i think i've heard it in like really old documentaries but i'm pretty sure now we just call it flak
0: did you hear it in the documentary uh star wars return of the jedi Wait, they have yeah, the at, at Is that what they're at at ats or
1: Well this is spelled A-C-K-A-C-K.
0: What's so, what's, what's the four legged things on Star Wars?
1: I think those are like AT ATs or something ah, like that. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, exactly yeah. sure.
0: Okay.
1: I'm I'm not the not the hugest Star Wars nerd, but yeah. <laughs> maybe
0: Ack-Ack is like a giant mechanical Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He just walks around, I mean, perpetuating fucking false stereotypes he, <laughs> in a mechanical voice.
0: He just makes such annoying voices, the enemy basically wants to off themselves.
1: <laughs> they just jump off a cliff.
0: He shoots out <laughs> copies of The Phantom Menace. <laughs> no, get it out of here. Stop. We don't want it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, if you uh, take the theories to heart, then he is the actual the big bad of the whole movie. Just no one knows it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I could see yeah,
1: it. Definitely. So from the sound of the guns and the fire in the sky, one would think that the city was under a full-on attack from the air, and reports fluttered in claiming the enemy Japanese planes were seen flying in formation over the city, even dropping bombs and paratroopers. One report even claimed that an enemy plane had been shot down and had crash-landed onto the streets of Hollywood.
0: So this was that was actually in a newspaper.
1: Well, yeah, so reports came in to, like, the central
0: command of the city. Oh, I see what you're saying. So
1: this was all happening, like, very quickly in the middle of the night that all of these guns just started going off and the city was just lit up. So it wasn't actually being reported in any newspapers yet because, obviously, you know, newspapers had to be written that they couldn't just jump on TV and start (laughs) spreading lies like they can now.
0: Well, I I, that's just where my mind went because you're like – Reports were coming in, and then, when I stopped and thought about it, after I said, I'm like okay, military reports,
1: yeah, military reports, civilian reports to like probably the mayor's office, the police, the fire department, these things were just coming in, like mm. all this information just came to hopefully like they had a central point set up for it, so
0: mm. yeah yeah yeah,
1: so the entire incident lasted for just over an hour, and after 1,433 rounds of ammunition had been fired into the air, and that was before the all-clear was sounded.
0: (laughs) God, that had to be an hour straight of that? My God, that had to be loud.
1: Yeah, just over an hour of constant fire. So, I mean, and these guns were set up all along the coast. So you couldn't, like, you know, you've been to L.A. before. You know how, like, long the city is in the coast i mean back then it was a little bit smaller and probably less populated than it is now but imagine how many people were like thrown out of bed from all of those rounds of ammunition going off
0: yeah i well i can only imagine you know basically one person starts shooting and then they're all on edge and everybody's opening fire nobody knows when to stop shooting you know what I yeah, mean?
1: Yeah, you just empty out until <laughs> there's no more ammo left.
0: <laughs> Fucking private pile decided he wanted to start shooting, and then everybody started shooting.
1: Yeah, well, actually, we'll get into that later. But All right. What, Like, the possible, like, what set this off. But, I mean, they thought that it was a full-on Japanese invasion. Because, I mean, an hour before this, they hear reports 130 miles off the coast, they have whatever coming in. And then all of a sudden, somebody sees... An object in the sky, they pick it up on radar, and it just that that's it. It just sets it off because they're worried that their city's about to get under attack by Japanese.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can't really blame them because that's their job to protect the you know coast. So if they think they're under attack, then you're gonna start firing.
1: Oh yeah, especially I mean, if you're defending a fort and a city where your family is also like living at. If your family's also stationed there, you got to worry about your family, you know, possibly getting bombed by these Japanese planes, too. So definitely you know, going to give them everything you've got.
0: You know what would make the story great if what was flying by was actually just like, a. am sure you've heard us talk about Chris Lindall before. Uh, it was just one of his advertising planes that was flying by.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be perfect. Hey, kids. Drink more Coca-Cola.
0: <laughs> no, he's <laughs> he a, he's happy. a real estate guy.
1: Oh, he's a real estate yeah, guy. He, is he in is he in Minneapolis? So? Yeah,
0: he's here. He Oh. <laughs> his face is literally everywhere. There's goddamn Chris, uh, Chris Lindahl will buy your home blah blah blah. Guaranteed offer, yada yada. And I've seen him flying planes around with the banner with his goddamn face on it.
1: Yeah, the great thing about when those real estate people have their faces on park benches, you know that homeless people did ungodly things right on their face,
0: <laughs> either pissing,
1: and shit or fucking just right on their face. Yeah, so yeah.
0: the only
1: good thing about that. <laughs> By the way, another survival tip: never sit or touch a park bench, mm. any any kind of bench.
0: It's a good it's, that's uh, good advice.
1: Yeah, it's pretty bad, especially considering how many homeless people there are about to be in this country. <laughs> So in the morning, it was discovered that the reports of the enemy aircrafts, the supposedly uh, downed Japanese plane, all of the bombs and everything else that was reported the night before was false. And the only damage to any of the city that came uh, that night were from the rounds of ammunition that had been dropped onto the city, partly (laughs) destroying uh, parts of buildings here and there. Uh, it damaged parked cars, with one man even suing the U.S. Army for damaging his car's fender and blowing out the tire. Uh, oh sadly, I couldn't find any articles on whether or not he won.
0: Hey, come on, dude. You're in the middle of a war. Let your goddamn car go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's probably a fucking a Volvo or something, too. Some piece of shit. Like, just let it go, buddy.
1: Yeah, even for 1940s, it didn't even look like that great of a car.
0: <laughs> I can imagine they're like casings for the bullets had to be fucking big right
1: well yeah and it was all of that flack was that was fired up in the air like came down really fast and sharp so it blew out a bunch of tires it blew out windows you know also if there was any like larger shells like shot up in the air those have to come down too so
0: for some reason, when you said that, like, a, a down Japanese uh, aircraft, I was like, what if they actually shot, like, one of those uh, Japanese pedal bikes that carry passengers on the back? Rickshaws? The, yeah. They're just one of those blown <laughs> up in the middle of the street.
1: <laughs> that wouldn't be great.
0: <laughs> no, it wouldn't at all, but.
1: Oh, I thought you meant, like, if one was, like,
0: Flying? No, 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 no. <laughs> that they, makes a little more sense. They just, they just shot at it because it was something Japanese.
1: Oh, it's one of them new fancy zeros.
0: <laughs> Get him, Sarge. It's a sushi chef. Get him.
1: <laughs> oh God, they take out the hibachi grill.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't do that. We love hibachi.
1: Yeah, uh, that is. uh I don't know if well the sushi here is. Decent in some places, but I imagine over in the West Coast is probably a lot better. So, <laughs>
0: Yeah, apparently California is like the sushi capital, So, from what I've heard. Yeah.
1: Pro- well, of the U.S., I imagine. Oh, uh,
0: yeah, the U.S., <laughs> probably obviously. Probably a,
1: little, a little better. <laughs> <laughs> so, of the injured that day, most of them came from people waking up to the loud noises and fumbling around in the dark. Uh, this was including a volunteer who injured himself, jumping over a fence to turn the lights off in a home... During the ordered blackout, there was another guardsman that broke his leg after falling off of a small building while looking into a lit apartment. And it didn't say if he was trying to get them to shut the lights off or if he was peeping, but he did break his leg.
0: Uh, It kind of sounds like a peeper.
1: Yeah, I don't understand that because I can get that, you know, you're trying to wake them up. But couldn't you just use the stairs? Couldn't you knock on their door? Do you have to be looking in their apartment?
0: I, th- I think he's a pervert and he got, he, apparently, he got what uh, he deserved.
1: Yeah, that karma came around for him. <laughs> Definitely. So, the only deaths that occurred were three people. Uh, these three people were killed from resulting car accidents that happened when the blackout occurred. And either two or three, depending on the article that you read, of people who died. From heart attacks resulting from all of the explosions that, like, scared the fucking shit out of them.
0: Yeah, okay, I could see that. I'm kind of surprised not a single, like, bullet hit somebody.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it would be coming, like, raining down, but I don't know if it would actually come down hard enough, like, the flak coming down. I don't know if it'd be, like, hard enough to kill someone, but if it did, like, run through someone's fender and into their tire then I imagine it could, like, take an arm off.
0: Yeah, But I'm, there wasn't
1: any reports of it.
0: I mean, sometimes just the right hit on the noggin by something will kill you, so...
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Running... Well, that would be the worst... Yeah, just it running through you the top of your skull. Ugh. Yeah, that's the horror movie shit, though, where <laughs> it just happens to hit perfect.
0: Someone throws a penny off a building in a cutscene half. Huh?
1: Yeah, if birds were shitting out that shrapnel, people would have been in serious fucking trouble. <laughs>
0: If that was the case, I don't think there'd be a single bird in existence.
1: Oh, yeah. We would have taken them all out by now. (laughs) So the next day, the Navy chalked up the barrage to war jitters and claimed that there hadn't actually been any enemy aircraft in the skies above Los Angeles the night prior. Franklin Delano Roosevelt is said to have been infuriated that a false alarm and anti-aircraft barrage could have happened because of, quote, war jitters
0: yeah I mean, can you blame'? Him? yeah,
1: I'd be fucking pissed too if well, I mean honestly, really, I'd be happy because the city acted exactly how it was supposed to. everybody got up, everybody turned off turned off the lights, and the guns started firing when reports of enemy planes came in, but I mean, they did send up all of those fucking anti aircraft shells into the air, yeah, so I mean,
0: well, well, I imagine he would probably be more mad because uh. I mean, they were rationing stuff for bullets and whatever, and, like, that's a lot. That kind of got wasted, I guess.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, their coastal defense was, like, a primary area to send shells and everything. 1942, they weren't really fighting that much in other areas yet because we were really, like, just starting to ramp up. But that was basically everything that was coming out of our storage was... You know, we like our, our, our war industry hadn't really sped up yet. So we had no like new ammunition coming in for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So I can, I can see actually that, but if it, if it was a false alarm, it'd be a good little, you know, test run. Like at least, you know, everyone's going to wake up, shut the lights off and go to the guns, you know?
0: I mean, I guess if anything else, like the, the Japanese probably were like, okay, these guys aren't fucking around.
1: Yeah, definitely. Even if it was like a like the Japanese were off the coast just monitoring this situation and sent something up that kind of would trip the signals for an a, like an invasion was happening, they would have to see like holy fuck, these guys are serious. <laughs> like go, they're gonna, you know, they're definitely awake now. So
0: I I hope all that was was uh one of those Chinese lanterns. <laughs> just a
1: one signal chinese lantern that happened to make it <laughs> it probably could have been actually from the chinese with a note attached to the bottom begging for help <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: they were not doing well at this time against no. the japanese
0: no absolutely like, not
1: if you know anything about history it's pretty fucking terrible yeah so. oh yeah so there of course is another theory that exists to explain what had caused the army to fire all those munitions into the air that night as claims of slow moving objects over the coast was what the artillerymen were firing at and even thought that many of the guns were aiming directly at the large objects. It was never shot out of the sky and eventually moved south down the coast towards San Diego and Mexico. Okay. Yeah, so there were actually claims that um, they were directing their fire at a single large object and that this large object was heading down towards Mexico. So,
0: uh, Did they, like, give an estimation of the size?
1: Not really. It's just a large, slow-moving object. Okay. And it was apparently silver in color.
0: So it probably wasn't a mariachi band. No, not, not <laughs> or a band. Mariachi band. band. <laughs> mariachi, mariachi band. <laughs> band. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely not. Might have been one of those. Uh, it actually kind of sounds like the Goodyear blimp. Like I know yeah. they did have they did have giant airships at the time.
0: I mean, I guess I'd be uh, slow moving, huh? Yeah.
1: Well, I know. Well, actually, the Germans. I'm not sure if they actually used blimps during World War II. I know they were worried about an air attack in the U.S. from a blimp. So.
0: Well, I could definitely see the Mich- Michelin Man uh, assaulting America on his blimp.
1: Yeah, getting aid from the Kool Aid Man, just <laughs> running through houses. Kidnapping. (laughs) So this slow moving object, along with the sightings of indistinct lights over the city that were in a flying formation have made people wonder if it was actually an alien spacecraft or some other phenomena that had caused the alarm bells to ring and the barrage to start.
0: So there along with the large uh, silver slow moving object, there was, they claim there's lights coming off of it too.
1: No, they're they so there are other reports that there were small lights um moving around in formation around the city.
0: Okay. That like, was
1: part of the that was part of the reports of people thought that there were planes. Um they claimed that they had seen um lights flying around in formation over the city.
0: So that kind of sounds like a foo fighter, then almost
1: Yeah, a little bit. Like if it was those small spheres of light. So there weren't any actual like allied planes up in the air. So it's hard to get like there isn't going to be any like confirmed like sighting from like a like a viewpoint of like direct uh line of sight. It would have just been from the ground. There were also a shit ton of flak and explosions in the air. So these lights could have came from anywhere too. So
0: Well, I mean, I can only imagine how many seagulls were probably exploded in the Hail of gunfire, maybe I look like a light ball in the air when it's
1: Oh, definitely like an
0: incinerated and if you, seagull.
1: And if you've ever been to like a coastal area where there are, are seagulls, you'll know that they are the rats of the ocean <laughs> and all of them should be blown up. They are fucking horrible. Like if you see a seagull like if so if you go to an outdoors restaurant and there are seagulls around, just throw a single fucking French fry and watch those little assholes kill each other for it.
0: Oh yeah. I, uh, when I was in Florida, I put a chip in between one of my toes and one of them came swooping down and snagged it out of there and took <laughs> off. It was pretty fucking funny actually.
1: Yeah. I was eating at a Schnitzel in California and I turned my back on my food for like three seconds to light a cigarette out of the wind. When I turned back around, there were three seagulls on the ground. They had knocked my food off the table, and they were ripping it open with their fucking beaks, trying to get to the food. I was fucking pissed. I just bought it, too.
0: <laughs> Phil, well, you should I was, I
1: was about halfway done, but I was still going to eat it.
0: Phil, you should never watch uh, the Alfred Hitchcock movie, The Birds. It's all basically killer seagulls. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, I thought they were <laughs> pigeons, but...
0: <laughs> uh, there's like, light... Well, it's all birds, but I think most of the scenes are like seagulls. Oh,
1: fucking flying rats. Yeah, (laughs) I don't like them. So the evidence for this is said to be in the very famous newspaper headline picture in which searchlights can be seen focusing on an object that looks like a saucer-shaped flying object. Mm. However, this claim is said to be debunked because the image had been highly altered and touched up before publishing. This was actually a common practice among newspapers at the time, because of the fuzzy pictures taken by the ancient cameras of the time
0: how, I mean how advanced of a editing thing could they possibly have had back in the 40s?
1: From the sound of it, they literally painted over the film to make them like more clear okay, so instead I... of just in, instead of just developing the film and putting it in the paper, they actually painted over the film and then developed like the picture to make it look more clear.
0: huh interesting
1: yeah that's kind of it's the i guess you could either do that or you could just like develop the picture and then paint over that but from what i saw it was actually like manipulating the film itself
0: well i'm gonna say this all you ladies with them snapchat filters and stuff (laughs) step your game up start painting on the images and then posting them that's uh that's a new filter there the 40s filter
1: 40s filter just basically just basically like fuzz everything up and then just draw the line straighter
0: i just keep envisioning like a nice alien family just came to earth to kind of check out what things were doing just you know mom and dad and their two kids he's like ah children look at that beautiful sight of los angeles out to the right here and there's just like a hail of gunfire coming at him like oh fuck get us out of here get us out of here
1: It's the magic school bus, but just with alien children. Oh, yeah. All right, children, now we're going to see the beautiful city of Los Angeles. They come (laughs) down for a little coastal stroll. Like, oh, it's three in the morning here. No one's going to see us. And then all of a sudden it just opens up. (laughs) Probably a trip that they've taken thousands of times, but they just came on the worst fucking
0: day. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. That'd be pretty funny. Yeah.
1: So there are actually a few explanations that I have for the Battle of Los Angeles, uh, in 1983, the Office of the Air Force History claimed that meteorological balloons had been launched to determine weather conditions, and that the white reflections and silver color of the balloon had caused both the radar signature and the sighting of the large object over the coast.
0: It's always with these fucking balloons. Like, that's just their generic answer for everything. It's always these goddamn balloons.
1: Yeah, and from other little reports that I've heard, this kind of like debunks the official story a little bit, but it's on the the alien side of it. Apparently, these uh, balloons flew thirty thousand feet up in the air, and I'm pretty sure you really couldn't see them that well from the ground.
0: No, I mean, when a goddamn airplane's that high now, like you can't see. You can see like maybe it's a contrail or whatever but it's really hard to see it when it's that high up.
1: Yeah, you can basically just see it if it's at night and just little lights blinking off of it.
0: Yeah, like so no. a, t- a fucking weather balloon way up there. I I don't know about that one.
1: Yeah, and it would be so high up. You wouldn't even bother like shooting at it because it would like they like the people who actually were shooting at this thing claimed that they may have been able to hit it, but it just didn't go down. If you were shooting that high up in the air, there's no way you could launch, like, your, what is it, like, the flak? There's no way you could launch that all the way up 30,000 feet at the time. So, yeah, I was really, s- they wouldn't confuse for hitting it.
0: Well, like, I can't imagine, say, a Japanese plane would even, like, a fighter plane would even fly that high.
1: No, especially at the time. They were using, uh, like, Engines that still were using propellers and, like, diesel fuel. They weren't using jets like we have now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that doesn't really make sense, but I guess it's probably the most probable uh, explanation the military would give, you know?
1: Oh, another weather balloon? Yeah.
0: Yeah, weather balloon. It may It reflects light. It looks silver, blah, 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 blah. It's just like... It has to be this because it fills out like two out of the five criteria uh, criteria or whatever.
1: Yeah. Hey Air Force, what do you think it was? I think it was Venus. That's what <laughs> I think it is, and that's what it is. Actually that night Venus was on the other side of the sky. Then it was a weather balloon. And if it wasn't a weather balloon, swamp gas.
0: Stop asking. But <laughs> I mean, it's not swamp gas. It's uh it's just a weird shaped nimbus cloud. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, see, it's, what happened was there was an explosion in the
0: air. <laughs> see, what you, what happened was is there's a little Saiyan boy, and he rides around on his cloud called <laughs> Nimbus, okay? That's all it was, I swear it. He has a really long stick, too, and he has a, a orange key with a bunch of riding on the back that we have no idea what it means, but that was just him.
1: One other possible explanation is that the primitive radars that I mentioned before, had mistaken something, possibly weather balloons, for an enemy invasion. And that either an accidental fire or the so-called war jitters had caused one of the munitions to go off. And this would cause a domino effect of all batteries on the coast to begin firing.
0: Yeah, I mean, if we're really thinking, try to think illogical like we do here on Subliminal Deception... All it would take is one person to fire one bullet, and it's just going to be chaos real quick.
1: Yeah, and I mean, if you do believe that it was a weather balloon, uh, then really, like a false, like one person seeing that thing and firing, and then just a domino effect, definitely. I mean, especially humans with how you're sitting at this gun for an hour. You just want to shoot it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you hear someone else shooting and you're thinking, "God damn it, you know these
0: are like come. like these guns are those big ones where you kind of like sit at an angle right and you crank it, to kind of like pivot it,
1: oh yeah, there was um like the anti aircraft guns like that, and there was also the large artillery um launchers, so yeah big the big guns, yeah,
0: I mean, if we're being realistic, if you're sitting on there like you're." Fucking uh, Luke Skywalker and the Millennium Falcon. You just want to fire it. It's just it's just how it is.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. And I mean, especially when you've been walking by that thing, like making sure checking the fucking checking everything on that gun, taking off the parts, cleaning it. You want to fire that thing. So
0: like, I mean, these soldiers, you know, like today, they could be sitting on these guns and still looking up memes on the Internet or like reading forums or whatever the hell people do. Uh, but then they didn't have shit to do. Like maybe they could play with the yo-yo or something. I, I read a dear John letter or something, but I, I don't know. They, they're probably bored.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. So this, uh, clip we're going to play now is taken from the YouTube video that I mentioned before. It's from a man interviewed that claims that he was at Fort MacArthur on the night in question.
0: Let's fire it up. Sky. Like I personally didn't see the planes. <laughs> I talked to the Navy afterwards, but I was up here at the uh, Korean temple, Mm -hmm. and the base ring of a caliber 50 gun is still there, and the executive officer, Fort MacArthur, Lieutenant Colonel Snell, ordered me up here, and he says, fire! And I said, at what, sir, (laughs) fire! (laughs) And uh, uh, I hope he's not living and mad at me, but... There were no planes, and later on, uh, there was a uh, gun battery of the 203rd Coast Artillery, the hound dog outfit, that they were fooling around, and one of their guns accidentally laid off, uh, went off. That started it. So everybody Everybody was firing. firing. And (laughs) Colonel uh, Snell says, they're over there. (laughs) I was stationed. That's good. That guy is my hero, first off. I hope he's not yeah. so mad at me. Sir, you look <laughs> like you are 85 years old. I think that guy yeah. is long in the grave now.
1: Yeah, dude, and definitely you have been discharged for probably close to 70 fucking years by now. Like, it's you're gonna be fine. It's all good. Don't I love how he's it.
0: like... Colonel Schnell said, get on there and start firing. And said, at what, sir?
1: You sound like Omar Pyle. At yeah.
0: what, sir? <laughs> just start yeah. firing. That guy is just, fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but, it,
1: but that guy, uh, in his account of what happened that night, if you believe, I mean, he could have been just some dude who claimed to have been there. But he claims to have heard that the 203rd Coastal Guard artillery um, accidentally fired one of their guns and that everyone just started firing. <laughs> and that's that's why, basically, he was ordered on that gun and just told to start firing at whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's... Pro- I mean, you know, deep inside, I think that's probably the most probable thing, but uh, it would be awesome if it was a UFO, but clearly, they, if it was, they didn't even damage it, I don't think, right?
1: Oh, no. I mean... The people like who claimed to have been firing at the object claimed that they thought they hit it, but it never went down. So no, like if whatever they were shooting at, they didn't damage it. And like you hear in this, they were telling him just to fire like wherever. So basically they were creating a blanket of flak. So which is what a lot of cities would do now if they were being attacked. Like if you go back and watch when the F-117s were bombing Baghdad, Uh, they actually couldn't see the F-117s on the radar because their radar signature was so small. So Baghdad was basically just firing their anti-aircraft guns everywhere in the sky, just trying to hit something.
0: Yeah, 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 I suppose that makes sense.
1: So another possible explanation comes from a different man that was interviewed from that same video, and he claims that the false air raid was actually an attempt to see if any possible saboteurs could be seen taking action against the coastal defenses, and this would take them out of any future attack or invasion that the enemy might send against the city.
0: Okay, so, I I mean, this one seems like a very expensive way to catch a mole, but, uh, uh, I mean, there had to be people who were, you know, saboteurs.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean if especially you were thinking how many Asia, like they were worried about Japanese Americans is what they were really worried about. Um, they were taking steps really to try to like overcome any acts of sabotage. This would be a really expensive way to do it. Maybe they didn't think that there would be 1,433 rounds fired into the air that night. Um, And it took a long time before there were any cease-firing. You would think that they would call a ceasefire after, like, 15 minutes if they were in on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's funny you said uh, they were worried about Japanese-Americans. We don't usually... You know, in American history, they don't really like to mention that whole Japanese concentration camp thing, do they?
1: Yeah. uh, Really, they don't. Um, (laughs) I mean, you have to... I didn't learn anything about it in any of the like high school or junior high history classes that I took. It was mostly in college that I yeah. really first learned about all of the internment camps that were set up and a lot of people don't really like realize that a lot of the property that Japanese people owned was stripped of them during the war and never given back.
0: Yeah, it's uh I mean America didn't kill them like obviously, you know, uh, Nazi Germany did, but it was uh, very fucked up.
1: Yeah, definitely. So in fact, the sheriff had aided the FBI in rounding up 20 Japanese men accused of attempting to signal the phantom enemy aircrafts. And I wasn't really able to find out what had happened to the men arrested that night. However, since Pearl Harbor, as I we just mentioned, anti-Japanese sentiment mixed with fear and prejudice... Caused the removal and relocation of Japanese male head of household from a nearby proximity to any military installations in the months after Pearl Harbor. And this would eventually lead to Japanese internment camps for Japanese citizens and aliens alike until the end of the war.
0: Here's my question How the hell would these 20 people signal anybody while there's all those guns everywhere?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, really, the sheriff had to apologize for it later because, I mean, they rounded these 20. They were Japanese gardeners and they rounded all of them up because he claimed that they were attempting to signal the phantom enemy aircraft. But I'm pretty sure if there was a bombing, everyone would be running around in chaos. So unless they were actually like had like lights or something or were waving in the air. Like, did he just see them out in the street and assume? Like, well, I didn't mean, really go into it that much, but...
0: I'm, that, I am mean, I'm sure that's probably what happened. Like, any way of them signaling that late at night in that dark would be kind of totally obvious, right? right? Yeah, so.
1: exactly. I mean, unless they were actually, like, on top of buildings with large lights or fire or something, like, wouldn't really make any sense. But, I mean, this... Like, we actually just kind of, like, debunked this a little bit, this whole theory. But, I mean, it would make sense that they were looking for saboteurs, but, I mean, like we were saying, I just can't see it.
0: Yeah, it was uh, It's a different time, you know.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, my final theory for what happened that night is that there was a false flag attack by the military in order to bring home a sense of fear that the enemy of America was poised and ready to plot an invasion, and that the media was then used to drum up support for the war and to increase Americans' already increased readiness and fear in the American people.
0: I mean, yeah, that's that's a pretty solid one, I, you know. Definitely. This, I can only imagine uh, how a lot of people felt, you know, because obviously after it happened, I'm sure... Everyone just figured that there was an attack there.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, there are still, like, survivors in that video that we were listening to. Other people still claim that they were, like, they saw Japanese planes. Like, people in the city still think that there was something there. And from the photographs that you saw, it did look like there was something there that they were firing at. So those all uh, popped up in the newspapers. These newspapers, like the... The photographs were seen in newspapers across the country. So it definitely like got people worried that, holy shit, the Japanese are closer to home than we realize.
0: Well, here's the other thing. I don't know if you even think it'd be possible. I don't say there actually was an attack or whatever um, by the Japanese and they shot them all down or whatever. Would it be possible that they would try to hide that they had managed to get that close to attack?
1: that is possible too the japanese after the war claimed that they never actually um attacked from the air uh an american city and they claimed that they had they didn't really have the ability especially after uh the battle of midway their basically their uh anti their aircraft carriers were destroyed they had no way of like bringing the fight to american soil
0: okay all right yeah okay that 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 makes sense. And I guess they wouldn't really have a reason to lie about it after the fact or whatever.
1: Yeah. I mean, why would they lie about it? They already were conquered. I mean, yeah, they were done. They, they wouldn't need to. So another little part, uh, for this explanation of why they would put a false flag against themselves at the time they were selling war bonds and anything to get the, uh, war effort, like rolling, selling more war bonds, um, could and would have been used. No, okay. so I mean, maybe they did it to like possibly sell more war bonds. If across the newspaper you saw a, like a second Pearl Harbor happening.
0: Okay, see now when you fold in money to the equation, <laughs> then I'm like, okay, yep, this is totally a probable bullet or probable uh, reason for this, but uh, definitely. Yeah, they
1: uh, you it is still America. Remember anything that, when you fold money into it? Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. When I hear, oh, it's probably because of money that I'm like, yeah, that you know what? I instantly believe this is a probable reason.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So now that we're kind of through it, is there any part of you that believes it could have been an alien?
1: I mean, really, it could have been um, like never before in history had the United States really been looking up at the sky for any real reason until like the attack on Pearl Harbor. Um I mean, looking out to the seas, definitely. But we also had brand new radar at the time. I mean, it might have picked something up. And if people did see something huge in the skies, or if they actually did see those fo- light, light formations, it is possible. Um But Really, I I would give it like maybe 3% because I really do think it was just a... Because supposedly they did actually put balloons up in the skies um, in the, at the time. So, I mean, if they saw anything at all, it'd probably be a weather balloon.
0: Yeah. You think they'd have enough self-awareness to be like, maybe we shouldn't be putting these balloons where there's guns pointed at all over the yeah. place or where people are like a, a, on high alert.
1: Yeah, definitely, where they're going to see, or at night, just do it during the day and tell the coastal, you know, tell the dudes on the coast, like, hey, we're putting balloons up in the air.
0: Don't, yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't, just don't go crazy. Sh- yeah. I Here's a question for you. So if you are a believer in aliens, do you believe that they would interfere with human relations or whatever? Like, say, if they existed, obviously they're probably watching the World War Two or whatever, right? Is there... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, what if they simply did this just to, like, stop an attack that could have happened or something? Like like we said, what if they interfered there just so the Americans would start firing, which would cause the Japanese to be too afraid to attack or something like that?
1: I kind of put it this way. I mean, before... I guess there was a little bit of rocket technology and research going into atomic bombs at the time. I think that before those two things, we weren't interesting enough to even have them look at us. So it would be like if you were walking down this like sidewalk and you saw two anthills and the ants from the two anthills were fighting each other. It would be like that. They would just be like, oh, these insignificant little ants. You know, they have no technology, no nothing. Like, why even bother with them? It would be kind of like that situation.
0: Yeah, but that's assuming that aliens view themselves as vastly superior to humans.
1: That is true, I suppose. I mean, they are in technological (laughs) ways.
0: Yeah, but maybe when you advance in that way, you advance as like a uh, compassionate being, too, or something. I don't know. Yeah, I hope. I'm just spitballing here, but uh, but yeah, I but think maybe
1: it could have been Barack Obama. He's he's been just watching world events ever since, wondering if he should jump in at that time.
0: I was just gonna say I, when you were like, "Here's my last explanation." I was totally expecting that Barry Satiro accidentally uh, came back in time and just happened to land in the wrong place at the wrong time and ended up almost getting shot up.
1: That is possible. I mean, he may have been trying to assassinate Robert Kennedy uh, just a few decades in the future (laughs) and just possibly just landed at the wrong time. And like, holy shit, you know, just getting cascaded with fucking anti-aircraft bullets and shit. (laughs) That is possible.
0: Him and Chef Ramsay were just coming back from a trip.
1: Gordon Ramsay fucking spilled his whatever he was cooking on the ground. (laughs) Holy shit, Barry, get us the fuck out of here.
0: (laughs) I want to see Barry and Chef Ramsay, like, uh, time-traveling cartoon adventures. I I wish I was rich enough to just, like, make that. That sounds amazing.
1: Dude, you got that internet thing in front of you. Just make whatever you want.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you have to have a thing called, like, talent. I don't know if I have any of that to make a cartoon. Ah,
1: you'll probably be fine. (laughs) You just learn from YouTube videos. That's how I do shit.
0: Ah, good point. Now, uh, Phil, if uh, anybody wants to give us their opinion on the battle for Los Angeles, where can they do that? Uh, they
1: can hit us up on subliminal D podcast at gmail.com. That's our email. Uh, we have gotten a few emails in the past month or two and, uh, they've, uh, been really good ones. We've gotten some good, uh, ideas for shows. Uh, they can also hit us up on subliminal deception podcast on Instagram. That's actually the best easiest way to get a hold of us. Uh, we got in, in touch with a lot of people over the past couple of weeks. That's uh, where we got the idea for this show from, so thank you for that again. Uh, we also both have our own Instagrams. Mine is sdpodphil. Uh, Cody, you have a couple?
0: Yeah, you can uh, follow my personal Instagram at Cody Zibub. If you want to hit me up and talk about any uh, weird and wacky shit, uh, throw me some ideas. Otherwise, you can... Uh, you should follow my other podcast, which is BumbleBub Podcast, if you're into uh, true crime and all of that fun stuff. Uh, the last thing we need you guys to do is to log on to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review. Uh doesn't really matter what you say. Just uh, leave a five-star. Say something nice. It means the world to us and it helps the show grow. Uh, if you are a Spotify user, just make sure to hit that follow button, and you'll always be updated when uh, the new episode drops. So. Other than that, guys, uh, Phil, you did an amazing job. This was, uh, I think a lot of people are very curious about this event, and I think they're going to be well informed about it. So, uh, otherwise, guys, we will see you next week.
1: Thanks, guys.